It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. This is is the Go Birds Podcast. is the Go Birds podcast presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook, the all-new Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app, Alley at Shore Parks, James Seltzer. A little bit of a different cadence you. there for you. Was it a little different? Yeah, it was. You didn't, I felt like you normally say it one way, it sounded different, which reminded me. <laughs> okay, cool. So what's like the it. hotel where it's like, uh, we'll leave the light on for you? Yeah, uh, uh, I'm Tom Baudet. Yes. Alley, that's uh, Motel... Uh, hold on. So it doesn't really matter. I, I'm I guess. Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on. It's got to kill people to know the, that company to know it's the most like thing I thought of, and I can't think of the actual brand. <laughs> but so they changed it. It doesn't go like the cadence is off now. It's not. We'll leave the light on for you. It's like, and we'll leave the light on for you. you. <laughs> like think of uh, we're so off topic, but no, like, I like, it. it's like, do you think they had meetings and were like, all right, yes. here, here's what of we do. Of course they did. What do you, you think? Here's just- what we do. Just we need randomly... a rebrand. Yeah, we need a rebrand. We're just going to have you pause just a second in between those things. Like, money was spent on this decision. Oh my, like, lots and lots. Yes, this is like a... Hold on, I'm looking it up. Um, Motel 6. So I Motel was right. 6, that was my yeah. first gut instinct. I should trust myself. There more. you go. Like, you should. Yes. It's a good life no, lesson for um, you. There is no way that Tom Bodette was just like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mess around. I'm going to say it different. Now, no, do you think it's was, really that Tom Bodette? That was... Yeah, I think so. You think so? Okay. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's been around for how many years? Another great question. I mean, Let's you figure how long has this been around? 40 years? 30 years? I, I, like, I've I've only ever known that. So, like, is Tom Bodette still that. around? Tom Bodette is a real person, it looks like. Is he alive? He is still alive, it looks like. So you Shout think they, out to Tom Bodette. So you yes. think they brought him in to be like, we need a new recording? He was probably like, yeah, I'm so he golden. Was a I'm the same- host, apparently. I could see that. He has a voice for that. He does. Me and you, not voices friend. No. Oh, my God. Are you kidding not me? Not voices friend. <laughs> Someone will get fired. They tried to hire us. Yeah. All right. Um, we'll get into some Eagles in a minute. The Andy Weidel thing. We've got some bets to throw out there later. As it always. is the Parks Picks pod, after all, Elliot Shore Parks. But quickly, uh, we just got to do a pretty cool thing. Yeah. I figure we'd talk about it. Uh, we just got to be a part of Ray Dinger's last show on the midday show on WIP. This weekend will be his last show. We will be following him on Saturday, the day before his last show. So I'm sure more Ray Diddy talk on Saturday. What I appreciate about Ray is, and he's not doing this, but you know it's a big deal when it's like, 
there's the last midday show appearance. Yeah. Then <laughs> the there's the last morning, morning show. show. Then Saturday is the party, but it's not actually his last show. His last show is then on Sunday. Yes. You're a big deal when you have multiple lasts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know? Especially, you know, Ray, of course, as we've talked about, you know, if it were up to him, we'd have no lasts. He just would have left, which, yeah. you know, baller move by Ray Dinder. He did that today. Yeah, just, you know, yeah, he kind of just did. The show. Yeah, yeah. And, like, Joe wanted to go, like, talk to him after, and he was just gone. He was Thumbs out. up. He just yeah. peaced out right away. He's like, I did my hit. I'm out. But yeah, it was uh, it's like Ray Didinger. I think anyone listens, if you're an Eagles fan, like, you know who Ray Didinger is. Yeah. I mean, he's a super important figure in our media. I mean, honestly, in terms of just Eagles media figures, right, number one, right? He's, I mean, like, <laughs> without question, number yeah, one. Yeah. Like, one. it's like, so I, I used to actually have this debate. Well, not even really a debate, but with Zach Berman of The Athletic, we'd be on the sideline of Eagles practices, just, you know, talking about media and things like that. And he's been saying this for years, and I, it's true. Like, if you asked Eagles fans in the stands who their favorite beat writer is, it'd be Ray. Yeah. And he's really no longer a beat writer. Like, and I don't mean for, that in an offensive way, but he's just that, not. He has like, not been a beat writer for years. That's what I mean. But yes. if you said to people, yeah, who's your favorite point. beat writer, they point. would say Ray didn't. Yep. And everyone watches him after the games on, you know, Comcast and then NBC Sports Philly and all that. And, you know, the first word, so to speak, after games and everyone just waiting to hear what Ray had to say. It's going to be really, I mean, like, for, I know personally, like, Ray's been a part of the Midday Show since we started. He's right. Coming in every Wednesday for five and a half Yeah, years. I mean, he's your part of your everyday life in a weird way. In like a, a weird way. Yeah. Like, I see Ray once a week every week. Like, for five and a half years, I see Ray Dinger. So that, for me personally, is going to be super weird. Every Wednesday, Ray not, I know it's going to take a long time before it feels normal. But I think for a lot of Eagles fans, you know, watching an Eagles game and then turning on NBC Sports Philly after and Ray not being there yeah. is going to be really weird for a lot of Eagles well, fans. Inside baseball. Yes. There it is. Nailed it. It's interesting, like, being in that spot of being on the show. You know, like, because, like, who am I to think that I belong on the show where Ray Dinger is saying goodbye to Oh, I feel the exact same way. It's like, Joe DeKimber goes to me, he's like, Elliot, you want to say something about Ray? First of all, I didn't talk on the radio show for (laughs) maybe 40 minutes. And... Because it wasn't my moment. And I literally felt like I was listening to the radio show. Just like sitting there watching Ray talk, having callers interact with them, Joe asking questions. It was a really cool experience. But Joe throws it to me and he's like, all right, Elliot, do you want to say anything to Ray? And I'm I'm almost like... Me? Yeah. What are you talking to me? Isn't there someone else who can do this? This random guy, Elliot? Like, yeah, but... I felt the same way. It is cool. Like, uh, there's a lot of cool moments... You know, in this with this job, and really with with any job, but with this job, like the cool, in particular, this moment, really moment cool yeah, they feel cool. And like, I don't know, that was one of those moments where I had a bit of an outer outer body experience, where it's like, Ellie, you're not listening to the radio, you're on the radio. <laughs> 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 like I'm sitting there watching him talk, and I'm like, Elliot, remember, like your mic's on. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. So no, it was I had a very uh, similar. I'm sitting next to him, looking at him, like, wow, like Ray Dinger. Yeah. Talking for the last time on our show, one of the last times I'll ever talk on WIP, right there, like two feet away from me. I'm looking at this guy. Well, one thing I wanted to ask him, but it just never came up. But what I think is interesting about his career is you figure he started as a as a writer. He said he was 23 years old when he first became a beat writer. And I mean, I didn't get to ask him, so I don't know. Maybe I'll ask him off air if I ever see him again. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but um, like it's interesting. To think his career really became like how many adjustments he had to make. Like, now when we went to college, and when I went to college, at least I should say, because I don't know what your major was, actually. Communication. Okay, yeah. But, like, I learned writing, radio, TV, editing, film, like, all these things, right? You figure he probably went to school for writing. Yep, sure. I doubt he did radio and TV in college, because that's not only what sports writers did back then. Yep, sure. So it's crazy to think 
he How went, his career progressed. Yeah, and like yeah. he had to learn on the fly. And like he kind of became the blueprint. This is part of what I said to him. But nowadays you're expected to do everything. You're expected to be able to talk on the radio, write, be on TV, social media, all those things. And it's not solely because of Ray, but like Ray kind of became that. Like the jack of all trades where like he was the beat writer that then started to do all those things that then made it if you're going to be a beat writer, you have to do all those things too. Yeah, no, without a doubt, he definitely became multi-talented and multi-faceted. And look, it makes sense. He's great at talking. Yeah, <laughs> like it's yeah, he's amazing writer, and that's how he you know made his bones and is you know all-time great writer. But it's amazing how good he is at talking too, and how that wasn't his career path, but ended up you know doing that more often towards the end. And that's that's where he's having his last show. He's not writing his last article, right? He's doing his last show well, on Sunday. That's what I think is interesting too, as somebody that started out as a strictly writer and is now transitioned, I mean, let's be honest, like pretty much full time into radio. Mm-hmm. Like I only write probably like once or twice a week. Like I, Ray is great at what he does. So he would have been great no matter what. But I don't think it's a coincidence that Ray has become a legend in the city because he was on radio. Mm-hmm. Like he was a great writer, did all those things. He's phenomenal on TV. One thing I've learned, and I think you can see this with the reaction to Ray is, the relationship that you get, and we get it on this pod, to be sure, quite honest, because no we get callers and on our Saturday. Saturday show. That's what I mean. But doubt. the relationship you build with people when you're in radio is just so different than as a writer. Oh my it god, just is like it, you connect with them, exactly. you talk to them. It's radio is, an, and I did a paper on this in grad school. Like the reason that you know, everyone thought when when satellite radio came, it was like, oh, radio's dead, terrestrial radio, no one's gonna listen anymore. And instead, satellite radio didn't succeed. Didn't take off, yeah. Because it's local radio has a connectivity and an intimacy that you, you don't get with other mediums. The ability to actually literally reach out and touch someone in that way. That literally, you want to talk to Ray yeah. Dinger, guess what? Pick up your phone and you can talk to Ray Dinger. You can have a, a conversation with the man. Like, that is unique in media. Like, you don't do that with movies. You don't, you don't turn on your TV and be like, oh, I want to talk to... To whoever, Chris Pratt on Parks and Rec, let me call yeah, him to Parks and Rec. Tom you Cruise. Can't do, right, whoever. You can't do that. You don't You don't have that connection. Whereas radio, you literally can pick up the phone and go talk to that person and have an yeah. interaction with that person. And it's it's real. It's intimate. And, and on the other end, you're letting people into your home, into your ears, into your life in a well, very intimate a vul- way. They feel like they know you in a different way than others. Yeah, I mean, there's like a vulnerable. I'm not going to be able to say this. Vulnerability. Word. Vulnerability to it. Like- not to compare myself to other writers or anything like that, but you figure like with me, I'm on the radio a lot. I'm on like people know so much about my personal life, like so much. And it's awesome because I have people DM me about things and all that. And you could see that with Ray. And I think like the the writers in any field, not just Eagles writers, but people that don't have that, it's hard to really, I think, feel that same connection to fans and to have the fans feel that same connection to you. Like if Ray just wrote his entire life, he would still go down as one of the best Philadelphia members, media members of all time. Like, he would. Yep. But the fact that he expanded and did TV and did radio, I really think it added to his legacy. And you could hear with the callers today. Like, I'm jokingly saying I didn't talk for 40 minutes, but I really don't think that is a joke. (laughs) Like, you know, the callers were calling in and just wanted to talk to Ray, and they'd be like, oh, I've talked to you all the time. Like, you know, I've been calling your show for years. This one guy, like, sounded near tears. And, like, it's just really cool, like, I think a lot about, you know, I'm sure you think about this too, like the future of your career and like, are you always going to be in Philadelphia and all those things? But like, there's just something special about being in Philadelphia that I think really is showing with the retirement of Ray. Like, I don't think a lot of other media markets would have a buildup like this for a media member. Yeah, I think I think we care more. I mean, we just yeah. do. We always. I mean, there's a reason that 
we're the most passionate fan base. And I know that other people say we're, we're mean or angry or whatever. And we, we know it's just passion. It's because, yeah. it's because we care. We care so much more than 99.9% of fan bases. And that's going to extend to media. There's a reason, like, you see this all the time. Like, if you go to the owner's meetings or whatever, there's, what, like 14, 16, yeah. 18 Eagles reporters? And then there's, what, like three people sitting around Andy Reid at the Chiefs table, yeah. two people at the Jacksonville table, whatever. And that's the Chiefs, who have been one of the best teams in right. football for the last right. whatever. And that's the. I think that is another example of, like, there is a hunger for sports content in this city, unlike other, it's what we were talking about the other day, where it's like Chris Sims will put Jalen Hurts at forty, and it like makes his list because we're all going to react exactly. to that because right. we care, we care. And I do think that, that to your point, I think that that is being shown in Ray Didinger, this Ray Didinger thing, where it's like, yeah, we care about Ray Didinger, we give a crap about that guy, like yeah. that guy's been a part of our lives in a meaningful way, and you know, I think it's really showing how much. You know, that, and I think you can tell he cares back. Absolutely. You know, like, I think that's, evident. I mean, even just today, like, hey, we got a little emotional there. <laughs> yeah, yeah we really did. So it was cool to, it was cool to be a part of, like, humbling I, to I, be yeah. able to be a part of it. Well, and again, like, outer body experience, you know, where it's like, I, like, I can picture 20 year old me listening to that moment on the radio and being like, wow, like, I can't believe this is the end of Ray Dinger and his retirement. And like, these huge pros are interviewing him. And now I'm like 34 on the radio and I'm like, <laughs> you see behind the curtain, you're like, nah, we're all just literally trying to do our best we can and hoping we don't sound dumb. Yeah, no, it was a really, really special, uh, awesome thing. And we'll talk more about Ray on Saturday, obviously. Well, yeah, we'll be on, on their show. After Ray. Yeah, it's our topic. We're just going to talk about Ray. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get to some Eagles, um, and we'll get to some bets. Biggest and... show of Ray's career? On Sunday? I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> but it's funny. It's funny. <laughs> but absolutely. Are you kidding me? Of course it is. I actually it... think Saturday is bigger in a weird Why? way. Why? Well, oh, I don't. the party. Yeah, but Sunday is just him and Glenn at the true, end. True, true. You know, true. I, I think I think Sunday is definitely the biggest show of his career. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, and I think for him, like, you know, he's not someone who likes to talk about himself and all that, too. So, all right. Um, let's. Enough about Ray. Yeah. We've talked enough. Yes. You know, we'll get to, to Andy White in a second. We're going to get to some bets. Speaking of bets, enough about Ray. Download the parks, the bet parks, you know, Sportsbook app. Am I right? Just do it. How about this? Do it for Ray. Ray <laughs> yeah. would want you to do it. If it were up to Ray and he were here right now, and I said, Ray. And he had a smartphone. Do you want people, <laughs> not Ray himself, obviously. Yeah. Ray, do you want people, our lovely listeners, to download the Bet Park Sports Sportsbook app and start betting on there? Ray would say, of course I do. Yeah. I'm not putting words in his and mouth. And based off what he was just saying, I don't think he'd tell you to bet, to bet on the baseball team. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the deal. The yeah. Bet Park Sports Sportsbook app, it is just a blast. We have so much fun betting on all these games, betting on soccer recently, basketball playoffs. We're about to tell you in a couple minutes some Football future bets you might want to dive on, and of course baseball. Just bet against the Philadelphia team. That's super easy. Easy, you know? yeah. The live in game betting. You know they're gonna blow some leads. After you make some after money Bryce there on the hit that home run, I think a smart bet would have seen what the the, <laughs> the uh, Atlanta money line was. That's exactly yeah. right, and that's the beautiful thing with the bet parks app. You could do live in game betting. You can bet on individual player performances. Bet on Bryce did homers. That's a good bet. Just don't bet on them to win the game. Yeah, it's pretty simple stuff here. I will say betting home runs is like. A lifestyle, like oh, it's I like, would not. yeah, I would it's like yeah. scoring like anytime touchdowns, goals in soccer, points in basketball. Home runs is a real, a real bet. You're it really, it really just really hits different. It like does. it feels so helpless, but so awesome when you hit it. <laughs> so you can bet on all this stuff. The app is fun. It's easy to use. It's a sports book and casino. It's oh, in one amazing. App. It's intuitive. You get it. Yeah. You know what I'm gonna say here? You get, you get. My I don't even have to hear you say it. I use the app. Yeah, it's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Download the app. Use it. Here's the deal. If you sign up now, your new customers get your first bet risk free up to $750. Just download the app now in the App Store, Google Play Store, or at pa.betparks.com. Use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S to get your first bet risk free. Must be 21 in present Pennsylvania or New Jersey. 
Improm going Andrew Cantler. Yes, Elliot. I can see you have something. Andrew yeah. So this is over more like inside, <laughs> more inside baseball. <laughs> There's little hoagie cuts out in the. There are. Yeah. I literally can't stop thinking about yeah, them. I know. Yeah. That, I like too. that and pretzels. I think are like the two. Well, like di- the two best. Like fam- yeah, family like sitting style. out there, and it's like I'm unable to stop eating them. Yes. Like those are the two. Cosine. Yeah. Cosine. I guess I would put. Uh, There's other stuff. Pizza. It's always tough. Not mm, to but grab pizza's a, slice a big pizza. commitment. Like these are so easy just to talk what? yourself into. A like, slice of pizza is not a big commitment. But I'm saying you're not going back for four slices of pizza. You could theoretically go back for multiple pretzels and multiple of these little. Hoagies. I get your point. I yeah. guess that's fair. But I mean, it's still like the same amount of food theoretically if you like two well, slices of pizza. No. Two slices of pizza is way more food. Well, then calories. Four of those things? I don't know. I don't think it is. Well, it's probably less. Ca- well, yeah, it might be less calories. Yeah, it might yeah. be. Right. Oh, buddy. But it feels bigger. Yeah. <laughs> Pause. All right. Um, Andy Weidel. Yeah. What do you make of it? Oh, for those who don't know, in case you didn't see, I probably should say that. Right. Andy Weidel is leaving the Eagles. He's going to do, uh, basically, not technically, you know, name of the position wise, but he's basically going for the same job in Pittsburgh. He'll be the assistant. General manager in Pittsburgh, um, he's gone. So let me ask you this: Am if, I devastated? Yes, I'm. I'm devastated. Honestly, if you ask me, what's a bigger, you know, departure from Philadelphia, Ray Dinger, Andy Weidel? I would say Ray Dinger, but it's yeah. close. So, um, Sean McVay, follow me on this. <laughs> not expecting. That. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, buddy. When everybody hires people that have been around Sean McVay or been on his staff, what's the whole thing? Oh, I see what you're doing. Here. People are looking for the next Sean McVay. Ah, uh, why aren't people looking for the next? No, Alex no, 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 People are. Yeah, there it is. Like, I mean, let's be real here. They, if, 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 if they were raiding the staff of another front office, and you were a Howie hater, you would, you would point and be like, "Why is no one ever hired from the Eagles?" There's, you know, they're hiring people off this staff because of this GM. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> People can't see Elliot. You're really making a face like, what, what more do I need well, to say? What more do I need to say? Yeah. Like, how, everyone laughed when Howie was like, we have seven GMs well, on the staff. Not it was Lurie. Lurie, okay. When yeah. Lurie said we might have seven GMs on the staff, it might have been a conservative guess. <laughs> They've had five people hired away this offseason that are not GMs, but like Andrew Barry, Joe Douglas, Andy Weidel, uh, Catherine Rick. Ian Cunningham, Catherine Rick, Brandon Brooks or Brandon Brown, Brandon I think, Brown. with the Giants. Um, so that's six right there. I mean, that's pretty nuts. That's pretty crazy. Okay, so here's here's my question. Um, how bad is it? Yeah, it's not good. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's good from a perspective of people Strong view the- Strong front office, yeah. Yes, yeah, from that, that Sean McVay thing, that's cool. But like, you're it, losing well, a lot of guys. Well, I, I also think, I, I go both sides on it. One way, it's like- Go both ways? Yeah. <laughs> on one hand, <laughs> both sides, yeah. <laughs> on, on one hand, I think- They've clearly have a track record of hiring impressive people because yeah, people keep getting hired away. Yeah. On the other hand, it's hard to continually hire impressive mm-hmm. people. It's like coaching staffs. So like if you look at Andy Reid, his his original time or his you know when he was here in Philly, his first staff was amazing. And he had trouble replacing those yep, people. He did. You know, Juan Castillo was his defensive coordinator at one point. Like there were there he had difficulty replacing his original staff and. Whenever the Eagles are losing people, I mean, clearly, unbeknownst to us, they had like an all-star front office. Who knew? Staff. I mean, Jeffrey knew, right? But so the fact that they have to replace these people is is not good. And so I think that they've had two really strong off seasons. I think that Howie should be trusted to hire good people um, and all those things. But yeah, it's 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 not ideal. I mean, it's like a team losing a lot of good players. Like, yeah, the the front office can be trusted to replace them to a certain degree, but ultimately. It's harder to replace good talent than it is just to keep the good talent. Yeah, I I think it's a 
It's a real issue. You know, I'm concerned about it. I, you know, I've been very pro Howie. This uh, I know you're basically his, like, his yeah, agent. Unbelievable. Yeah. Who saw this turn coming? Um, and I, I've been very bullish about the job they've done in the front office, but you know, I, this is concerning to me. I think Andy Weidel was seemed like he did a really good job here. Obviously, the the organization has had a nice year and a half or whatever. Yeah, of course I'm concerned. I'm very my, concerned. My counter to that would be. When Joe Douglas left, everybody freaked out, and it ended up not mattering at all, mm-hmm. right? Like, not only it's right, been, it's been long enough where lot. we can say I mean, we're saying like six people. Or no, whatever. no, no, no. I, I I agree with that, but I'm saying Andy Weidel himself. Now, what I do think is interesting is that they won't name any as of now. This could change. They don't name an assistant GM, and the reason that matters is because that's why Weidel could leave. That's right? why Weidel could leave because he was. I don't really know the specific it's rules. Like a, to be executive or yeah, vice well, his, president well, his, his of title football was, operations uh, or whatever. Vice president of player personnel. Yeah. But like if you if you don't have a general manager in your title, you can then be hired away if it's considered a promotion, which it is technically. So even like even though it's a lateral move. Even though it's pretty much a lateral move. So my question to you would be like, do you think they were okay with him leaving or do you think they wanted him to stay? Because I kind of think first he's from Pittsburgh, has ties to the area. So I could see why he would make the move, but he's not becoming a GM. Yeah, I, honestly, I was shocked to see it when he when, when it, I first saw the tweet. I thought I thought it was the GM. I thought it was a GM. Yeah, I, was I even shocked. tweeted I the GM factory made another GM. I, I, I read no it. No one wrong. caught on it for some reason. Yeah, yeah. I, I read it wrong. Um, I'm with you. So I, I think it's. I don't think they wanted him to leave. You know, I don't think it was like their choice that he left. I do. I. Do I think that if they desperately wanted to keep him, they could have done something to keep him? Probably. Yeah. I think that's probably give true. him a raise, increase yeah, his title, or make him the him... Assi- actual assistant GM, give Howie a new title, and give him a bigger title. Whatever. Right. I think you could have kept him. So I do think that, like at least on some level, they were all right with him leaving. But you know, I also, I'm sure they weren't psyched. I'm sure in a perfect world he stays. Now, here's my question for you: Why do you think he left? You know, is it because if it's a lateral move, it's one thing if he's getting a promotion. It's another thing to for essentially a lateral move. And I, like assuming the money's similar, we I mean, I'm assuming it's somewhat similar. Yeah, or whatever. I mean, this money is all roughly the same. Right. So like what do you and, and again, this is total inference. You have no idea. But like right. what 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 do you what are, like what's your guess? Like if you had to guess, why would he take a job in another place that's like this? Is it that he doesn't like working with Howie? Is it so I think that, it's a couple things. One, I do believe the Pittsburgh tie was a real thing. Matters. Right? Sure. I, I get it. I get it. Steelers from fan. There, yeah. yeah, exactly. He's from there, sure. So I think that matters. Two, I think there's a difference between working for a new general manager and working for Howie in the way that he was never going to get credit with the Eagles. Like, he, like Eagles fans would bring him up. League circles would mention him. But I feel like with the Steelers under a new general manager, he's a better chance to carve out something where he is getting, like, recognition on a larger scale than he would with Howie. Right, because Howie is a dominant presence in the city. He's obviously the general manager. He's been there for a long time, so I think there was probably probably that part of it. But outside of that, I mean, maybe he wanted a new challenge. Like I don't know. I mean, the Eagles did get rid of his brother. You know, yeah, I don't think that is, helps. I mean, it's interesting but... in hindsight now. Now I would I my guess is they already knew Andy was leaving when they got rid of Casey. Yeah, just guessing, but that would be because it'd be weird to like if you do want to keep him. Maybe and again, maybe they didn't want him. Like that is certain, or maybe they were like. Fine to let him go. Maybe, Maybe there's someone they have their eye on who they've wanted to bring in but wanted to give him that role. Right. Couldn't. You know, there's a lot of different things it could be. It just, it's a little strange. 
It's a little if, – if he had gotten the GM job, it's not strange at all. The fact that he left for a, a, essentially the same job is strange. But I do, I'll also say I think that Howie and the Eagles, if Andy went to them and said, I really want to go work in Pittsburgh, I think they would have let him. I, You know? like yeah, Maybe. I mean, they've always seemed like that type of organization. Right. But ultimately, here's my my thing with the front office is – and I think this has probably come across a little bit with how I talk about Howie. Like, bottom line is – how he gets the blame and how he gets the praise. And, like, I'm not going to sit here and say, like, it's a major loss until I see the front office start to to take a, a step down. And so they've replaced guys before. I think they have the capability of doing it again. I think it's a challenge for them. They continually have to do it. But I don't think this is, like, problematic for the team's future. All right. Uh, let's get some gambling stuff. It is the Parks Picks pod, after all. Um, we're going to dive deeper into this stuff as as the offseason continues and we get closer and closer to training camp and the season and stuff. But just a quick glance. I asked Elliot to take a quick glance at just some of the football future bets and just one or two things that stick out to you. Because I got, I got essentially like I got a couple divisions that stick out to me as very interesting potential bets there. Do you want me to start? Uh, yeah, I would love that. Okay. Uh, I'm going to start with the AFC North. This is a really weird odds division for me. <laughs> Do it. Start Go. there. <laughs> so, so the Ravens are the favorite plus 195. We talked about the Ravens. I don't like that already. That's my point. Yeah. So, And I'm looking for places where I don't like the favorite, right? So the Bengals at plus 200. You know, not great odds. The Browns at plus 210, also not great odds. The Steelers are plus 1,000 to win the division. I like that. That seems insane yeah, to me. Yeah, because I think that, first of all, they were in the playoffs last year. Mike Tomlin is yet to have an under 500 season still. Yeah, like, that is a very good bet. I mean, they're going to at least be competitive, I would think. And I don't love the Ravens. The Bengals, I'm expecting a, a, a step back. We talked about that the other day. And the Browns, who the hell knows? Deshaun Watson might not play for most of the season. Like, I have no idea. And also, so that. I was debating this with Ike in the hallway. Ike and John Marks. Nice drop. Dang it, whatever. No big deal to me. They're my coworkers. Ginger, yeah, exactly. The whole yeah. just hanging out, chatting up with you. So it wasn't actually specifically with Ike, so I should take that back. But we, I was in the hallway with these people, and we were naming quarter. <laughs> now you go these people. I was with these people. You know? We were debating quarterbacks that you think if you have them as your quarterback, you, you can win, win a Super Bowl. Bowl. I like that a And lot. I don't think Deshaun Watson belongs there. Because oh, here's, I what, well, here's why. But let me tell you why. I need to see him come back and play at a high level before I believe he can take an entire year off, go through all this, and still be the same player. Uh, no, I like look. I I I'm not that worried about a year off, but it's like a okay. big deal. And right. I, I like again. I, he might not be great right away. It might take him a little time to get back in the swing of things. But he's super talented. You could certainly win a Super. He's Bowl. super talented. I agree. But I'm saying, do you think you can I, win a Super Bowl with Jalen Hurts? So I, they asked me this on the air yesterday, and I said yes. So you have to say Watson. I mean, Watson is a better. But football again, player. but I agree with that. But again, I personally believe this. What happened in Deshaun Watson's life? is going to have an impact. Well, we'll see. I think there's a good chance I of get that. your point. I just strongly disagree with that. Yeah. Then I guess you I, don't I think really it might, get my no, point. I'm, I'm, no, I mean, I get I get what you're saying. I just strongly disagree with the idea that he's not going to be a good football, or he's not going to be able to recover from a year off. Like, I don't think it's just the year off. I think it's... The whole situation stuff. Yeah. Like, I mean, this this has happened. Guys have had... Has this, it? When's the last time... Not this a... specific one, but I mean, like, guy, like uh, Adrian Peterson missed a year, right? Came back, was awesome. I mean, like... When, Wasn't that for injury? My misremember. When they when he hit his kid, right? The switch? Okay, yeah, I remember that, but I can't remember what his suspension was. Did I don't he... remember what it was. I felt like he missed time, right? He was definitely was on... a year, but... He was on the commissioner's exempt list. They did that whole thing, remember? I thought that happened during the... Whatever, we don't have to look it up and get it. Either way, the yes. point is, he came back, he was fine. Maybe it wasn't a whole year, but I mean, we've seen guys get suspended. And go, I mean, Lane Johnson missed 10 games. He came back and played football and was okay. Yeah, these are like, tackles and running backs. I, I'm just saying. Right. Like, you know, I, I 
Deshaun Watson's super well, good Deshaun at football. Well, Deshaun Watson's plus 2,500 win MVP. Well, I'm not betting that. Yeah, I can't imagine he'll get a lot of All right, votes. let me throw one more at you. Uh, AFC South. We've, I think the Colts are in the division. They're minus 110. The Titans are plus 150. Jaguars are my favorite bet in here. Plus 700. Yeah, they're my favorite bet. So, okay. I like that bet, too. That's why I brought it up. Because Doug and Trey, Tr- Trevor Lawrence taking a step. I always want to say Trey Lawrence for some reason. Mm. Trevor Lawrence taking a step forward. Not totally- his name. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, taking a step forward. Like, I could totally see them being really good because of that. Um, but explain to me how the Jaguars are plus 700 to win that division. And Pittsburgh's plus a thousand. I go back to Pittsburgh plus a thousand. They must just think the teams at the top are better. I guess, yeah. but that's and I crazy. mean the Jaguars for what it's worth. Like they do have a quarterback you probably believe in more than any quarterback. It's crazy. On, I'm not. Disagreeing uh, it's with just you. crazy. I, I think I, the Steelers plus a thousand is my favorite bet. I can't imagine you'll say another one that I no, like. No, no, that's all I got. So you got any others? Yeah. So I'm going MVP odds. We love it. Um, Derek Carr plus twenty five hundred. Wow. All right, so let me throw this one at you then. How about this? Because you, you want to talk about, like, kind of pairing them. I do. They're plus 650 to win that division. Mm. With, like, the, everyone else. Can you else, parlay these? So, I don't think so. Okay. Not those specific ones. So, the Chiefs are plus 160. The Chargers are plus 235. The Broncos are plus 275. And then the Raiders are plus 650. Yeah, so. Like, I, that seems long to me. I don't think the Raiders are winning that division, but, like, they could. They de- I think any of those four teams could Agree. win Agree. I think any of the four teams yeah. if things break the right way. So the Derek Carr logic for me would be he's got Devontae Adams. If they win, they're going to put up a ton of points. I don't hate this. They're going to win. If they win the division, it'll be the toughest division of football, presumably. This is good stuff. Quarterback, plus 2,500. And I look around him like, I don't think Lamar Jackson's winning MVP. No. I don't think Kyler Murray's winning MVP. No. I don't think Deshaun Watson's winning MVP. No. Jalen Hurts is next at plus 3,300. <laughs> I love I, that. I love that. I don't think this. I don't think Taylor. Yeah, I, I don't think he'll win it, but like that's a little intriguing. Um, and then, I mean, some of these like Kirk Cousins, he's not winning it. So MVP is a narrative award in a lot of ways, and the Raiders are going to get a lot of attention this year if they're good, like a lot. Yeah, of attention. I mean, I'm looking through them right now, and like, yeah, there is all the long shot odds, unless like yeah, Herbert plus 1100 is a little interesting. Yeah, I think Stafford was almost when I gave you Stafford plus 1500. They could end up being the best team in football, and he's the quarterback. Sure, sure, that's true. True. What about Trey Thank Lance you. at plus four thousand? Nah, I'm kidding, dude. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> no, some I, of these are ridiculous. I like, actually suggested looking through them. I actually, if I had done this myself, I would have come up with Derek Carr as my favorite. What about two at plus five thousand? I don't think he has it in him. I mean, for yeah, no. I don't some know. of these, like, look, we as a pod enjoy betting things that we're not going to win. But like, how big of a degenerate and like. Psycho, do you have to be to bet Nick Chubb plus ten thousand for MVP? I mean, it's it's just like literally like, set, like, like that's what I'm saying. Like, there's literally set your money on fire. There's literally no way that will happen. How about to bet Austin Eckler plus ten thousand? I, I, I will bet my literal life that Austin Eckler doesn't How win. How about Teddy well, Bridgewater at plus fifteen thousand? Yeah, that one's funny too. What about Sam Darnold? At yeah, pl- here's a well, good that's one. That's funny too. Is Sam Darnold has the same MVP odds as Steph Diggs and Jamar Chase? Like, here, I mean, I know quarterbacks win it, but really, here's my new favorite one. Ready? Like this is this is absurd. Taysom Hill plus ten thousand. Oh my god, he's, he's not even the starting quarterback. Not even the backup. They got any Dalton now too. Yeah, these are a lot of funny ones. That's great. I would almost bet Nick Foles before I bet Taysom. Love Hill. it. Actually, I definitely would. I would bet Nick Foles for a Super Bowl MVP. I'll I'm loving seeing these random odds. By the way, it's great, right? Yeah, it's good stuff. All right, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No. Some people take Memorial Day weekend off. You're not talking to those two. Some people. don't. Yeah. All right. Saturday, one to three at parks after Ray Dinger. You know, some people are tuning in for Ray Dinger. Most are tuning in for what's after Dinger. If we have a good first segment, we could gain some new fans here. This is a real one moment. No pressure. Yeah. (laughs) All right. 
Check us out Saturday, 1 to 3, and of course, we'll be back next week as well. He's Elliot James. Talk to you guys soon.